Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. I want to welcome you to the Sin Network Church Planter Coaching Podcast. Uh, I am Dino Sinesi. I am the Director of Coaching for the Sin Network, and I have a guest today, Keith Webb. Keith is from Creative Results Management, uh, and he trains coaches internationally and the people that work with him, and it's been an incredible resource to us at the Sin Network to help our coaching champions and to help us actually grow in our coaching skills and to continue to move forward, not be content where we are as coaches, but really want to... uh, we want to grow and and be all that God wants us to be on this path that He has us. So, Keith, thanks for joining us again. How's everything in Seattle? Oh, it's great. Yeah, we got a rainy day here, so it's very typical. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be with you. Do you know? Yeah, it's great. Great to have you again with us. And uh, so we we've heard your story, heard a lot of different things, and uh, but we want to dig in on a couple of real important things today. You have uh, your church planter. You have coached church planters. What do you think, regardless of the context? What are the unique challenges that uh, coaching church planters uh, that you face as coaching church planters? Well, in coaching church planters, you've got a combination of a ministry person, so pastor, and an entrepreneur, uh, all in one, and and then a and then a startup, and so you've got these three things going together, and that produces a lot of um, a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, um, competing demands, and so on, and so that's one of the big things about. Um, coaching church planters is um, church planters are often uh, doing this for the first time. In other words, they've, they've worked in an existing church and now they're starting a church. So each new stage of the church plant, they've actually not done it before Mm -hmm. uh, or experienced it before often. And so they really feel like they're making it up. And so uh, church planters often feel lonely, isolated, and they don't know where to go to help for help on these things. They don't know the questions to ask. So one of the things as a church planter for, or sorry, coach for church planters is to help them draw, uh, to draw out the questions that the church planter needs to be asking at various stages so that they can then go after them and learn those things, whether via your coaching conversations or on their own. Yes, that's, so that's that, one of them. That's that's very interesting. I, I, I like to get clarity from a, a planter by asking them, what's your biggest question right now? Yeah, and just, and just to yeah. just to kind of help them get clarity, it helps me uh, to walk alongside them more effectively. But it also helps them figure out what do they need most. What we've seen, Keith, is that uh, c- uh, most of our church planters have a lot of voices that are speaking in, and we value those voices. Although those voices can be, have good days and bad days, and and they can uh, be positive or negative. Uh, some of them are just really strong. Uh, so, uh, but how, where do they get this sacred space to process through and number one, find out what they really need. And number two, to hear God in the midst of all of it and to make decisions and to make choices. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I agree with you. Yeah. And so we talking about the voices, uh, one voice that's in the life of a church planter is a mentor. And on my FAQ list, I don't know if it's yours, but you've done some great work on this, is what is the difference between a coach and a mentor? Sure. 
Well, both are very valid roles, but they're very different. And people, since people, uh, many people don't actually understand what coaching is uh, or mentoring for that matter. They just call whatever the one-on-one role they do with people, whatever they want. So um, sometimes uh, real, well, so there's, they're different um, and people really mix up the terms. So you can't just go with the term. You got to ask them what they mean by it. So for me, what I mean by mentoring is mentoring is where a more experienced person who has experience in whatever the thing is that the, the person they're mentoring is trying to do, they have experience in that, and they uh, guide, uh, they help guide and help that other person to uh, learn the things that needs to happen for them to be able to do that. So mentoring is really about an inputting function. So it's uh, sharing your experience, it's sharing your advice, it's sharing your warnings um, and things like that um, to help the person. It's uh, both relate, both coaching and mentoring are relational, so that's not the big factor there. But it's it's really about a sh- uh, putting in, whereas coaching is a drawing out function. So coaching is not about advising the person about sharing your experience. You use your experience, but you use your experience by then asking questions to the person without trying to lead them to your solutions. But you're, what you're trying to do is you're trying to under, uncover what it is God's saying to this person. And so you're trying to draw out. So the, the, my uh, really broad-level distinction is um, mentors put in and coaches draw out. And I like to say that the coaches are drawing out what the Holy Spirit's put in. Mm-hmm. So obviously this church planter has been led by God to plant the church, and obviously this church planter is um, engaged with the scriptures and with the community around them and so on, and God's leading them through these um, various different ways of guiding the person. So what's God saying? And I think that 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 person is a much better judge of that than me as an outside uh, two hours every two weeks person in their life, right? I mean. Who, who am I to do that, right? So that's where I see. So by coaching, what we're doing is we're we're listening to what the person's saying, and we're it's a spiritual discernment process is what's happening, and we're we're listening to what the person's saying. We're asking them questions about it to help them reflect, to help them understand what God's saying to them, so they can uh, live it and then do it. Or yeah, that's yeah. what we're after. Yeah, very good. Well said, and appreciate that. Now, the one thing that you have created that has become your brand, if you will, is the book, The Coach Model. Now, Keith, I could remember that I saw a coach model card probably before I knew what coaching was. If not, it was very early in the game. But I'm a very visual person, and I have to give you A-plus on this picture of the coach model on the front of your book because it grabbed my attention. Uh, I I think that might be because of my attention deficit, but uh, there was colors and there was words, and it was really simple and basic. But what I say about the coach model is uh, that if you want something that really hones in on the conversation, you set it up really well, but if you say, I just want to learn how to have a better conversation, a better coaching conversation, then the coach model is absolutely it. So I thought today it would be valuable for coaches. Some are starting out, some have some experience, just to hear you talk a little bit about the stages of the coach model and give us an overview. Yeah, I'd be happy to, you know. 
So I'm hoping that in the show notes we can get a copy of the coach model um, diagram in there so they can see this. But just to verbally tell you what it is, is a coach model is a five-step model for having powerful conversations. And uh, it is co- coaching conversations. But it's also – I use the same flow when I work with uh, – work with. <laughs> when I talk with my teenagers, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm working with them. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but when I, when I talk with my teenagers and when I'm supervising people and so on – um, it, but it's basically how do you have an empowering conversation? So there's five steps to it. And it kind of goes circular in the sense that it, uh, you, you have this conversation that starts one, two, three, four, five, you know, goes through all five stages. And then they go off and do something and then they come back and then you just do that cycle again. So the first step is, uh, well, I'll go to the five steps first. First step is connect. It's connecting with the person relationally. The second step is outcome. It's understanding what that person wants from this coaching conversation. So not what you want them to get or what you think they need to go after, but what do they want? Mm -hmm. And then the third is awareness. And that's in a reflective dialogue. That's where we explore the topic that they brought up and help, um, help create perspective and discovery. And then the fourth area is a step of the coach model is called course. And this all spells C-O-A-C-H. So the fourth step is C for course. And course is about action steps. That is, you've had some new awareness, some new insights. And now what are you going to do? What action steps? How are you going to put this into practice? How are you going to try this out? That's course. And then finally, the last bit of the conversation is highlights. And highlights are about um, the coachee um, reviewing what it is that stood out to them. Because... It's really interesting, you know, people will talk, we can have a 60-minute conversation, and when I ask them the highlight question of, you know, what new perspective do you have now that you did it before, what they will do is they'll put together like two of the things that we spoke about, and they'll come up with a brand new insight right at the end. Mm. And this the coaching model, uh, the coach model, um, this five-step model, you know, comes out of adult learning. I mean, my understanding of adult learning, it's my application of that. I I studied adult learning. I studied cross-cultural leadership development, and I was trying to figure out how I can consistently get this kind of empowering and developmental conversations going. This is what I did. So let me just stop there for a second, let you jump in, and then uh, we can go on to any part of it that you'd like. Yes. Well, as, as I think about those, those five steps, and it's, e- it's easy to, to kind of get that grid in your mind because it really, once you get a little bit of experience with it, it, it makes perfect sense. It's a natural progression of particularly a coaching conversation where you're going to end with something that's going to be done and you're, you're going to re- review back. Um, I, I guess, where do you see new coaches? What part of the coach model do they struggle with the most? Well, it it depends on the person, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you where everyone struggles. Everyone struggles with outcome. Okay. So outcome. Outcome is getting, uh, it's pulling out of the person you're coaching what they want to work on, what they want to um, learn or understand or go after during the coaching conversation. Mm -hmm. And the reason we have so much trouble with outcome is because we often come with our own agenda for that person. So when I'm coaching a church planter, I'm, I can't help it. I, I'm evaluating what they're doing. 
I'm thinking, wow, you know, this person really needs to pay attention to this more. Or, boy, this person needs to, uh, you know, now it's time for them to do this. And that's, it's just natural for us to do that. So it's very easy for us to jump in and give them our topic. Or the other way is the person that is, uh, that we're coaching, they don't have, they haven't spent enough time thinking about what it is they want to actually work on. In other words, they're coming to you just kind of, uh, I don't know, tell me, I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. frazzled and <laughs> yeah. worn out. And mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But see, that's what becomes valuable, not just to push ahead with whatever sounds good to either one of them, but for the coach to spend some time helping the person to reflect, okay, so where are you at right now? Mm-hmm. What is next for you? What's God saying to you? Not just what's the most urgent problem we can talk about or what's the thing that who's bugging the most and how can we help you work with them. So that's the area where all coaches um, struggle with is outcome. And then the rest of the model, it divides into two groups of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody goes into one of these two groups. There's, there's some people in the world, maybe, maybe you're like this, Dino, I certainly am, and that is, the second you tell me your problem, I'm on to solutions. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, all right, Dina, so what are you going to do about that? Okay, what can we do about that? So we jump over awareness where, we're, where we don't have any new awareness or discovery or anything, just straight to action steps. And that's the real doers out there. Mm-hmm. The other side of the, the other group of people, the other half of society, are those who just love to reflect. They love the process. They love to reflect. They help people just think through stuff and just sit with it and do all this. And they do all that and they have these great discoveries and insights and ideas. They're like ideas. They're like, hey, we got ideas coming. Here we go. I have more ideas. We got six um, sheets of paper filled with ideas, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't get to action steps. And so that's what a model does for us. You know, it helps us balance out those um, those tendencies that we have to to push too hard on uh, one thing and not enough on other things. Yes, and that is the uh, the genius of the coach model. I've found personally being a, a relational kind of person, man, I could hang out on the connect portion forever if I don't watch it. I really have yeah. to have something. <laughs> I have to have an internal clock to say, okay, you're 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 finished relating. Uh, uh, you've talked about everything besides the, uh, including the Seattle Seahawks or whatever else. Now it's time to get down to work <laughs> and to make that to make that transition. Um, and and so, uh, and, but I I find it interesting too that you talked about it's there, it's kind of opposite coaches. Uh, one coach that wants to jump over everything and get to action, and then and then one coach that just wants to hang out and reflect, kind of the thinking partner, uh, and and uh, just to be a, a reflection and a brainstorming of ideas. So so I could relate to all that, man. I, I just think that that the, the clarity, the simplicity of this five step model is really really helpful, and and a, a lot of our coaches have been exposed to this in several several different ways. So we are grateful to you uh, uh, for for how God's used you, how God's developed what you do, and the impact that you're having all around the world. Uh, give us a little bit of information on how could we learn more about uh, Keith Webb and Creative Results Management. Well, in creativeresultsmanagement.com, all one big long phrase, uh, you can get to our training site where we train ministry leaders uh, in professional coaching skills. And right on our webpage, there's a free ebook you can download, How to Become a Professionally Trained and Certified Coach. It'll tell you what coaching is 
and what are the three uh, best practices in training for coaching, uh, and then uh, and then how to do it. it. We speak about this generically, and then at the very end, we we uh, tie in our program and how our program meets that, of course. Sure. But uh, anyway, you can download that for free. There's also a free video training, which is a, it's an hour long. Um, uh, video and it's the five benefits of coaching in ministry, and what it talks about is the it's basically what is coaching and why is it impactful, and this can be helpful for new coaches, but it's also helpful for uh, for your coachees who haven't been coached before. Mm-hmm. If they watch this, they'll understand what coaching is, and they'll understand. Oh, okay, this is what I could get from coaching. Okay, I'm happy to be coached, right? Then the the other website is my blog, which is Keith Webb. Dot com. And at KeithWeb.com, I have articles that I put out nearly weekly uh, that are on leadership and coaching topics. And uh, there's a whole library of, of uh, uh, coaching um, articles there that you can find. And you just click on the, the category tab, coaching, You'll, they'll all just pull up. So um, love to have you visit either one of those websites. Keith, again, thank you so much for not only what you've done to help us uh, sharpen our coaching uh, in North America, but uh, you're helping lots of people uh, all over the world and uh, the people that work with you as well. And Lori, Lori is actually, your wife has helped uh, some of our uh, ladies who coach church planner wives. So we're grateful to both of you. And uh, thank you for your time today. And, and, uh, well, it's my pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank you. And it's valuable. We appreciate it. And until next time, keep coaching. You've been listening to the Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.